Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, usually only about 13 or so minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word every day, and we can usually fit that little bit of time into our busy schedules pretty much every day. And in staying in God's Word, that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So we really need to be in God's Word. Now, you help, you, you know people who need to get in God's Word, don't you? You can help them to do so by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Everybody you can. You might help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So we want to encourage you, make that commitment. Start sharing these short studies every day with everybody you can. Again, you may help turn a life around. We're going to bring to a conclusion our line of thought and study, talking about things that are not in the Bible. Now, we've already covered a huge number of topics, things that are taught by a whole lot of churches and things that are repeated by a whole lot of members of those churches. They hear them taught that, you know, they accept it. Hey, the church is teaching it. The preacher is saying it. It must be, must be true. And so they go and tell them on to other, to tell these things to other people as well, trying to, in their mind, help them uh, come to salvation through Jesus Christ. But these things are just not in the Bible. They're just not there. When somebody says, what do I need to do to be saved, to be forgiven? And somebody says something along the line, accept Jesus as your personal Savior, but they leave out the obedience to Jesus' teachings, the faithful, continued, consistent, daily obedience to, God, to, to, to the words of Jesus, the teachings of Christianity, and they've come up short. That by itself, just accept Jesus as your personal Savior in your mind, in your heart, maybe making some kind of verbal statement, that's, that's not what the Scriptures teach. It's not in the Bible. Or when somebody says, just ask Jesus into your heart, you know that statement is never there in the New Testament Scriptures? Or what about the rapture? Jesus is coming back and he's going to sit on David's throne in Jerusalem and he's going to establish this earthly kingdom. And all. That's not there either. Jesus is going to come back on the final day of judgment, but the saved will meet him in the air, and all of us will stand before his judgment seat, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. But there is nothing there in the, in, the, in the New Testament scriptures that talks about his establishing some kingdom upon the face of this earth. In fact, it doesn't even say that he'll touch a foot on this earth. Christians, when it came to worshiping God, you see churches denominations all over the place, they'll, they'll put on a show. I mean, basically is what a lot of those look like, but, and they'll have bands up there. They'll have, you know, choreographed presentations. They'll have singers, soloists, choirs, and so on. You don't see any of that in the New Testament scriptures. None of it. You don't see instrumental music being used, but the individual Christians are instructed to speak to one another, teach one another, admonish one another through the words of the songs as they sing together, as they sing together in praise and glorification of God. Ah. See, people have come along and they've just changed it to suit themselves. 
what they think sounds good, feels good, looks good, whatever, but it's not in the Bible. When someone says, all you have to do is believe in Jesus and you'll be saved, that's not in the scriptures either. Jesus told the apostles to go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And then he said, that's Mark 16, 15, and 16. And then he said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful, that is, living that Christian lifestyle faithfully by his teachings, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Well, we looked at a a whole bunch of others, but I want to cover a few more before we close today and bring this particular line of thought and study to to a conclusion. We have a real problem in our country right now, in our culture. It's being pushed upon us. It's not just being talked about. It is being pushed upon us. And forcefully, and I'm afraid that it's getting to the point where it's going to be a legal matter here, that if you don't go along with this, you could be in legal trouble, jeopardy. And that is the idea of somebody, uh, and this is being taught in in our public schools, elementary schools right now, all the way down to the kindergarten level in some cases, being taught to these young children, asking them, do you think you're really a boy or could you maybe be a girl and trapped in a boy's body or vice versa? Do you think you might be a boy trapped in a girl's body? And so it's the whole idea of transgenderism. Now, from a social perspective, as it's being couched for us, as it's being presented to us, being pushed upon us, they try to make that sound reasonable, but it's not in the Bible. In fact, when you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, when we look at the conclusion of the creation days, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Do you think there's any confusion in God's mind about gender? When you're talking to kindergartners, and I don't care if you're talking about fourth or fifth graders, you're talking, to, you're talking to kids who have a difficult time understanding that concept, that principle, to being able to reason it out ra- on a rational basis. You're planting doubts in their minds, thoughts, and manipulation, I'm afraid, is right there. In, in, if not already overtly so, it's right there on the borderline of what's being done. When we look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 4, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 4. These are Jesus' words. And he says the same thing. Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? You never read anywhere, anywhere in the New Testament scriptures of the idea that a man could become a woman or a woman could become a man, transgender. That's something that has been made up by mankind in our culture and in some other cultures around the world. But it's not in the scriptures. We need to be careful. We're talking about, now you do find in Romans chapter one, the last half of that chapter, where the idea of same-sex sexual relations are talked about, but they're condemned. You find that also 
under condemnation in the Old Testament scriptures. But you never find even the slightest hint of the idea that that kind of lifestyle, that kind of switching of of genders is sanctioned by God. It's just not there. Now, that would make a whole lot of people mad, and if they heard me say that, they would probably say I'm a hater and and all kinds of, of horrible epithets that are not true. I'm just trying to teach the truth as we read it in the Scriptures. But the devil is, is skillful to try to blind our eyes to the truth. Now, the same thing can be said about same-sex marriage. You don't find that in the Scriptures, except under condemnation from God. Now, I'm not talking about being hateful toward anybody. You know, when you teach against unrighteousness, against, uh, against sin, you're teaching somebody at least it should be your mindset, because you love them. You love them. You want them to, to be with, with God in heaven for all of eternity. But you've got to teach them the truth. Just as parents raise their children, teaching them various truths that are for their own good and their ultimate well-being. But a lot of times, we don't want to. We don't want to hear the truth. We want to believe what we want to believe, what makes us feel good. And I'm afraid that a whole lot of times we just buy into things that we hear a whole lot of people saying that sounds reasonable or sounds authoritative, but there is no authority behind it from a spiritual perspective. Are we going to follow God, or are we going to follow man? Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 24. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. And how was that being done? Dishonoring their bodies among themselves? The next verse, verse 25 in Romans chapter 1. Who exchanged who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the, create, uh, the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Did you get that? To vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Is that not being fostered upon us, pushed upon us today? Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are fitting. There are a whole lot of people who turn away from God, at least openly, and on a basis of being dedicated and obedient to him, to his teachings, because they want to do what they want to do. And a whole lot of that particular mindset has to do with sexual immorality. They want to live in a certain way. And they don't want to be hindered from that lifestyle by having to follow, pay attention to what the teachings of Scripture actually say on those matters. Now, again, I'm not talking about being hateful. I'm not talking about mean-spiritedness. I'm talking about 
what is being fostered, what is being promoted, what is being pushed upon us right now, in our culture, in this land right now, heavy-handedly, that is in direct contradiction to what the New Testament scriptures and the Old Testament scriptures teach as to sexual orientation and sexual activity and sexual reality. We need to open our eyes. And I believe what is being pushed upon our little children from kindergarten up, I believe that can be classified as child abuse by those who are manipulating them, putting doubts in their minds, thoughts in their minds that have never been there about maybe your gender is different than what you think it is. And the same goes with the idea of same-sex marriage. That, again, is not in the Bible. In fact, it's condemned. Hard lessons for some people. Hard lessons for our culture right now. But truth is truth, whether anybody likes it or not, and whether anybody believes it or not. God is the basis of all real truth. He is the creator, and he will hold us accountable. Things not in the Bible. Enlightening study, isn't it? Let's pray together. Father, guide us in your will and help us to always stay true to your word because that is your will communicated to us in Scripture. Guide us to always live to your glory and to not be taken in by the wiles of the devil. Please, Father, we pray at this time, please forgive us and and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.